Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm the other host, Anthony. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Oh, eh. Yeah. That's all I got today is eh. 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 How about you? I already said I was doing fantastic. Oh, I was hoping you'd also say eh. Well, you didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. (laughs) Your mood does not dictate my mood. It's it should. But, I am you know. not Elizabeth. I am Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys B-roll podcast, what we actually do is watch a movie or a television show or a web television show, an animated short, short film. Jurisity. YouTube. I think that's all of original. YouTube uh, original. Yeah. <laughs> Any sort of um, visual media that has to do with science fiction or is sci-fi adjacent, like fantasy. Kind of, um, I don't think we've really done anything horror related, but um, I think it we all did, falls within we the did same. The, uh, we did a horror movie. We did a zombie movie. Yeah, it's not the same. It hasn't released yet, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, anything that's in the purview, we watch it, Do uh, kind of talk about it as it exists in that media or medium, do uh, a short plot breakdown, and then ultimately <laughs> okay. decide whether or not it's worth the price of subscription. So, yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Anthony? (laughs) Yes, Chris. What did we watch? We watched the Netflix original series Away. Away. Away, not Away. (laughs) Away. Yeah, it was recently released on September 4th. uh, 10 episodes, roughly an hour apiece. I have a blurb for you. Which blurb? My blurb from the IMDb. Okay. Is an American astronaut struggles with leaving her husband and daughter behind to embark on a dangerous mission with an international space crew. Yeah. Yeah. The, All right. The Google uh, blurb is Emma Green embarks on a treacherous mission to Mars in command of an international crew, leaving behind her husband and teenage daughter. So as this was, uh, this is a, a brand new show. I think it dropped Friday, I think. The f- uh, I already I said the fourth. So oh, you did. Okay, yeah. so that would be two Fridays ago. Sorry, from we the point rec- of recording. Who knows? Yeah, we yeah. are recording this on September fourteenth of twenty twenty. This was a show that I quote unquote selected by virtue of it being the newest science fiction show available on Netflix. So I'm going to give you the floor. Okay, Anthony, what did you think about this? I liked it quite a bit. I liked it quite a bit. My initial impression was actually, hey, this is just another life but better <laughs> in almost every way. And I remember us liking another life. So I, I, I gotta say this is pretty good. It's very interesting. There's a few things I have. There's a few nitpicky things I'll bring up as we go through the plot. But overall, I think our actors do a great job. Okay. The sets are great. The effects are pretty good. Um, I mean, it's Hillary Swank leading this joint. So, you know, it's got quality. <laughs> I've got right. a few. I say that I recognized her. I had to look her up afterwards. I have never seen anything with Hillary Swank in it. I'm sure you have. I've looked through her entire uh, filmography, and unless I happen to have seen, oh, you know what? Okay, so she was in one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in 1992. Oh wait, no, no wait, she was Buffy the Vampire Slayer in 1992. <laughs> no, she wasn't. When was she in? Because that was Christy Christy Swanson. Was in the know. movie. Hillary Swank was in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. All right, so I've seen at least one thing, and she was in a couple episodes of Growing Pains. So maybe but, you ever seen the core? Uh, is that the one where they go to the core of the Earth? Yeah, of the Earth. 
Yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, I she have was in seen that it. Movie. She was in that movie? All right. All right. Okay. Nope. Fair enough. All right. Oh, look. She's in the thumbnail for the trailer for the core. All right. Fair enough. I think fair she's enough. On the, I think she's in the movie title art. I only remember Aaron Eckhart, really. Like, that movie was forgettable. Let's, But this is not a review for the core. Unfortunately. Um, it is a review for Away. I was going to ask you a question, but I might have forgotten it already. Um, Sounds like something I, you would do. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, I had some issues with the effects, but I'll be happy to talk about that when yeah. it appears. Is that, I think is in that... general, you are. I am. I am more forgiving on on the effects. So, well, I, I'm not. I, when I say I'm being critical, I'm not insulting the effects. I'm only no. questioning how they are able to. And this is this is going to be. It's pedantic, but. I find it weird how even in 2020 or whenever this was filmed, maybe it was, you know, late 2019, early 2020, how they are still just not able to replicate what liquids look like in zero gravity. Yeah. (laughs) I just, it's, it's a, it's a big problem for me and it's been a big problem for me for a long time. I mean, in my opinion, if if you can't reach the level of effects that rocket man reached, you know, Mm, which one? The the one about Mars. <laughs> oh, okay. Not the one about Elton John. No. <laughs> well, I'm referring to the one that has um not Jim Brewer, but um No, Harlan, I know the movie you're talking about. The Harlan fan. Williams, yeah. Movies Harlan Williams is in that movie? I think that's his name. What? Harland Harland Williams. Did I not say Harland? I don't that's not what I heard. But oh, you might I might have I might have mispronounced it. Yeah, Harland that's Williams. A, I yeah. love him. That movie's great. Oh yeah, it's one That's of the few. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they, and they did liquids in space. Ten out of ten. <laughs> they did. They did. Well, twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. There's something wrong with you people. Yeah, it's only got a five point nine on IMDb. I'm about to quit life. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> this movie is uh, near perfect. Okay, almost perfect. Almost perfect. Near perfect. Anything? Uh, anything else you wanna? I had, no. I think because I've given my opinions on another life already. And I feel like a lot of them are just like, yeah, that, but like more and better. Like <laughs> it makes me question whether or not another life was any good. Mm. Just the relationships. And I don't know. I, I am gonna, I'm trying to wait for the right moment to bring up the fact that she should not made her decision that she makes at the climax of the, of this first episode. But I thought I'd wait till the end to bring that up. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. What about you? How did you feel about it? Before I give my opinion, I want to state some facts, because I'm all about the facts. This web television show, as Wikipedia describes it, Away is an American science fiction drama web television series starring Hilary Swank and created by Andrew Heindricker. Heinder, Heinder Heindricker, sorry, Andrew, that premiered on Netflix on September 4th, 2020. This web television show, so far, critically uh, accepted pretty well. 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 62% fresh average critical rating, 62% average audience score. Oh. I think that's the first double yeah. identical score that we've had. I mean, we've had some close ones. Uh, we've obviously had some variations, but to be able to land it on both. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Also, just for all you Google fans out there, uh, 93% of Google users liked this TV show. So 10 episodes, pretty good. Uh, let's see, what's the first... The first episode currently holds a 7.1 on IMDb. Mm. When it comes to this show, I think it's good. Okay. And, what I th- and I think what's good about it 
is actually what is what makes it good is different than what makes another life good or bad okay. from whatever perspective you may or may not have. I, I I see the another life comparisons. I don't necessarily agree with those comparisons. Sure, mainly because this show is as based as 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 based in reality as it can be. There's no aliens. No, no mysterious artifacts not yet. to our planet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, you know we're not using some crazy faster than light travel technology. Uh, it's currently unavailable. All that stuff. I think as a whole, I I think I like this show probably a little bit more than Another Life. Yeah. Um, only because it's based in quote unquote more realism. <laughs> sure, it's a little more grounded. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I, and I don't like. It's a little different for me for the two shows. Whereas I think Another Life tries to show the conflict of a wife and mother leaving whereas this show shows the conflict i mean in the past yeah but it shows the conflicts of a wife and mother having already left and then mm, ultimately guess, yeah. uh and then ultimately deciding whether or not that was a good idea yeah whether they're not to keep going in, in spite of yeah uh, um, version yeah yeah so I, I i think i like that story a little bit better i already know that it's going to be tough for a parent you know what I mean? Like, regardless sure. if you're a mother or a father, whoever you want to dissect or disseminate how that relationship with your children is. And what I mean by that is there are, there are some people who who exist on this planet who think a, a mother's bond with their child is will be stronger than a father's bond for their child. And I don't, I'm not out here trying to make that argument one way or the other. But I already know that it's difficult for a parent to leave a child, especially for, what, three years? Three years is a long time. <laughs> is how long this mission's going to last? Very long time. Um, so I don't I don't necessarily need to see that play out, but it is interesting to have hindsight and still decide whether or not that decision is good or bad because our, our opening sequence is her already on the moon, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't, like, if you didn't read the blurb or watch any trailers, you wouldn't know that this lady uh, has a family. Right. So I, I don't know. I think I like that perspective of storytelling a little better. Sure. In my, in my well, opinion. that's the whole thing with comparing it to another life is another life is got a lot more science fiction going on, but then it tries to tell this very character driven story, at least from what the pilot was like. While this, they also try to tell a very just character story, but they accomplish that by getting rid of some of the sci-fi fanfare. If that makes sense, the distractions. Um, so it's a little bit more focused, yeah. Um, which is positive, which is good. And for all the the new listeners out there, um, when it comes to a series, when I say we only watch, uh, we only watch the pilot of that series for review. If we watch the rest of the show, is immaterial to our uh, our thoughts and opinions on the on the first episode. So, right. um, if you have if you have already binged all of away uh, and you disagree with anything we have to say, just know that. We probably have no idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, we also this Fair is also enough, the part yeah. where we uh, do spoilers um, if there is anything to spoil. Yeah. So <laughs> when we watched Another Life and we reviewed it and we released a podcast episode about it, we got an email from a listener who actually stated that they hate in science fiction or in any story um, where a group of specialists comes together and then when any sort of hardship appears, that apparently that group dynamic falls apart instantaneously uh instantaneously i think they said Uh, that based off a tweet saying we watched another life (laughs) (laughs) we hadn't actually released the episode yet that's right but yeah yeah so does that happen here no it almost does i don't think it does at all you don't think that the 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 people on her crew immediately begin to challenge her authority based on a decision 
I didn't based, see anyone like on challenge an her authority. Uh, eh. When did they? When did they do that? The only part that I would even consider a challenge is when she orders them to go do something, and then Misha, the Russian astronaut, says that he'll make a progress report, and then she says, "No, I'll make the progress report." Was I think the only time I would really even consider a challenge? Yeah, to her it was a little bit of a challenge, it, but, um, but it's I, it was very it was very. It's not minor because it was a challenge, but it as soon as she goes, no, go do this. He just goes and he goes and does it like he's yeah. not. I don't know how to put it. Like there's no he doesn't continue. He doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> complain about it. He doesn't he isn't moody. He just he doesn't stick her with a, a needle that causes her to go into cryo sleep. Right. <laughs> right. There's no overreaction. There's no mutiny. Yeah. They don't um, like it. They've made they've made it aware that they don't like it, and they're ready to go. I wonder, um, the but it it is strange that like, and I don't know because I've never been I've never been in a scenario in which death was a probable outcome. You know, I, I mean, I say that I get my car and I drive to work, but like hmm. I've never just been on like these people are traveling to another planetary body in the solar system, and space is dangerous. It's uh, what is what does Bone say? Space is disease, death. In darkness, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something to that effect. I'm, I'm, I'm butchering that quote, but mm. they're going to Mars, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you are, a, if you are a member of the crew and you don't have a 100% trust or faith uh, in your commander's abilities, is it your responsibility to make those concerns known? Are you asking? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm asking the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely should make that note. Okay, yeah, because I've through I, the I've, proper channels, sure, not by causing issues on the ship, you know that type of thing. But they mm. are all interviewed by their superiors, and yeah, they should absolutely give their opinions at that point. Yeah, okay, but they shouldn't stick her with a needle and send her in a hot and into. Look, man, neither of us were there, really. <laughs> uh, no, they shouldn't. <laughs> Come on, Zerxa overplayed your hand you idiot well Um, he'd be dead so no big deal (laughs) i assume i never did watch the second episode fair enough i didn't either so uh, yeah to the to our listener who wrote us that email try uh i didn't watch the second episode of this show either so if you don't if you just happen to not like this one uh, i don't know what to tell you i guess unless you got anything else we can do the plot yeah let's do the plot i think more will come up as we do the plot there's a there's a few other things i want to say but there's there's not enough context to say them so okay do you have anything to say about the actors no i think they did well okay i don't have anything negative or positive no one really stuck out to me oh it's... i'm sorry haha <laughs> i i already said the bit about hillary swank so we're good there okay. uh vivian Wu. i was gonna me. talk about vivian Wu. vivian Wu. uh she was in ninja turtles 3 <laughs> all right that's all i'm good <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up. <laughs> yeah, we're we're solid. I she was also in the Giver. Like I, when I went through her IMDb page, I was I was really surprised at a lot of her the stuff that she was in. Um, yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's some Chinese stuff, and when I say Chinese stuff, I mean that she was probably in movies that were made in China. She was also a lot of made uh, made for TV stuff, which is cool. But yeah, yeah, and she and she was a voice she, in a she Indiana was in a Jones Highlander? video game. Yeah. How much of her career is just offensive? I I once read, I want to say it was like a 1500 page or 1500 word um, article. That changed. That went from about, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
1500 page uh, i did it again a 1500 word article about whitewashing in uh hollywood right but then uh i also but i i read that one because i read another article about how people get st- like people of different ethnicities get stereotyped right and i will find it and i will actually i will send it to you if you want to read it later yeah i'm just wondering how much I don't I don't think I've seen a lot of these movies or shows, but I can't imagine being in some of these that I do know in the late 80s. Well, mostly early mid 90s. Yeah. uh, And having it be, you know, yeah, on the up and up, if you will. Like, I I think I think this lady, Vivian Wu, she was born in China, so she is actually Chinese. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I just I wonder how like how many movies she's been in where she had to play like, you know. A racist, a racist caricature of a Chinese person. Who knows? Like, or not even. I say, yeah. I mean, because it evolves, right? It gets less, less overt over time. So when we're talking about the '90s, it's not so much that it's a caricature. Is I don't know if I would use that word, but maybe I'm wrong. I think it's just more. There's a uh, you you see an Asian character mm-hmm. in a. Or just, in, we're talking about Asian because she's Chinese, but really any, there applies to several other ethnicities. And a lot of those movies are that, that time frame, and you immediately know what type of character they are. Does that make sense? Yes. And I, and I, I guess, is caricature yeah. the right word? I don't know. I think caricature, caricature, and I think really old racism when it comes to Asian, like, uh, uh, you know, railroads in Shanghai and whatnot. And I just, uh, but maybe, maybe it's the same thing, just mutated for modern times so yeah no i got you no i get what you're saying but like yeah this article i read uh, i'm looking at it now man once uh, again we are going into (laughs) topics in which we are not qualified in the slightest well i mean we can still talk about stuff that we're interested in this guy's name was frank lactine and i don't think that was his i'm not sure if that was his actual name or not but uh he started out this guy was like the face of uh like literally yeah uh, he was born Mohammed Hassan Lactine. He changed his name to Frank Lactine. Uh, was a Lebanese-born American actor, best known for his antagonistic roles. Like he was in 200 movies from 1915 to 1965, and he oh, wow. almost always played a villain just mm. based on his look. And he was always like a a sultan or like the Arab trader. Mm. And this article goes interesting, into crazy depth about how Hollywood has you know evolved. Yeah, since yeah, then, no doubt. And I just, I, I found the, I found the article absolutely fascinating. I sent it to you. You should read it. Yeah, I'm scrolling through it right now just to look at the pictures. I'll, I'll read it later. But yeah, but um, other than that's how I do articles. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, oh wait, I'm scrolling back up. I saw the words Chuck Norris. Hold on, I'm scrolling. <laughs> what? I didn't, I didn't see anyone that I really recognized other yeah. than the two of them. And when I say I recognized Vivian Wu, like I clicked on her. Yeah, IMDb I didn't page. recognize her. I yeah, and uh. Yeah. And a movie she started in 1993, and the TV show yeah. she started in 2020. She yeah. she looks different, just older. Yeah. But yeah, uh, other characters: Mark Ivanier played Misha Popov, Ray Panthaki. Panth- I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Played uh, Ram Arya or Araya. I don't know. And then Ato Asando was Doctor Kwesi Weisberg Dash Aban. Those are our primary astronauts or cosmonauts or both yeah extra extra ter- do they become extraterrestrials when once you leave the atmosphere no no that's not mm. how that no uh from a being oh of or from outside the earth or its atmosphere yeah from so if outside you, yeah so if you, if you are born on the moon yeah 
You're an you extraterrestrial? Are, you're an extraterrestrial. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You're a human, right. but no longer an earthling. Ooh. That's red. Yeah. Uh, we are some time away from that, my friend. <laughs> well, I, in my head, when um during the scene, which right before, I guess the day before they leave for for the moon, um, there's a there's a sensual moment between husband and wife. And <sighs> mm-hmm. I was like, this this show will make me so mad that if, if like in the fourth episode she finds out she's pregnant, I will be infuriated. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause that, that would just throw away all the goodwill that the show was trying to obtain. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't the day before the launch. It was a few weeks before. Oh, yeah. I guess it did say two weeks before. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. they go into quarantine before they leave. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh. you can't because yeah, you can't be taking rhinovirus or just oh, uh, that makes you, sense. everyone will be sick and you're just screwed. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, typically, if I recall correctly, and I haven't looked it up in a while, but not only do does the crew go into quarantine, but the backup crew goes into quarantine as well, just in case yeah. something happens beforehand. So interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's do this plot breakdown. I'm ready for the plot breakdown. Yeah, I've been ready. Jeez, let's do this. So, uh, as I stated, this opening scene of the show is actually on the moon, which, in fact, um, I'm for, for now on, I'm going to call the moon Luna, because there's lots of moons in space. When you say the moon, everyone knows what you mean. Yeah, that's why I'm, well, but I'm going to call it Luna, because there are the moons on Mars. So, what we actually get is someone pretending to grab the Earth and do that little thing where you, everyone's doesn't, everyone has done it, where you go to pinch a planetary body in space from the Earth, and you're like, "Hey, look how small it is." Yeah, uh, yeah. It's Hillary Swank, relatable. Not Hillary Swank, but doing the squeezy thing. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, she's relatable. Yeah. Um, she's walking around on Luna. She sees a launch site. We get a little subtitle, th- or not a, a subtitle, but we get some text in the bottom, and it says 35 hours till launch." And uh, then she looks up into space, and now she's talking to someone. Her name is Emma. Emma Green. Apparently, there was an incident during the mission to get to Luna from Earth. Yep. Um, and she, now she's talking to someone named Putney. Cool little video conference call with very yeah. little lag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> An interesting, <laughs> interestingly small amount of lag. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to think about it. They've got a moon base. They've probably got something on the moon that can broadcast a stronger signal. I don't I don't think that's how it works, but maybe that's like, how they're going to try to explain it. I still think the signal has to be bounced. For light to reach the moon from Earth is 1.3 seconds. So what you're telling me is that they have faster than light communication. Because even if it was a direct line of sight beam (laughs) of photons bringing me this signal, which it's not, I'd still have 1.3 seconds of delay. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry. Um, That's all right. I I, I totally agree. (laughs) I mean, I get why they do it because it would be just a pain to have to deal with that. And I can imagine meetings with other people in space. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. Is already annoying right now <laughs> when we're all in the same time zone. Sure. So sorry. Um, sorry. No, that's all right. It's a no, no, no. Criticism. I'm apologizing to just everyone. You apologize to Hillary Swank. Uh, no, so never Putney, <laughs> never. Uh, <laughs> Putney is questioning Emma if she's capable or if she's ready or not. And, then, and she says, I am. And then we get a flashback to two weeks before. Uh, we're at a soccer game. Emma is standing there next to her husband, Matt Logan, um, who's played by Josh Charles, who I recognize Josh Charles from the movie SWAT. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, he's he's been in a bunch of other stuff. I think he was also in Dead Poet Society. Let's see. Yeah, he was in Muppets from Space, Four Brothers. Uh, he's been in a lot of he's been in a lot of television, but um, but yeah, no, I just happen to remember him from SWAT. That's all. Their daughter is playing soccer. She gets right in front of the goal. They're yelling at her to take a shot. She hesitates or pauses and then passes it to someone who just boots this one way over the goal. They're talking to her and she, uh, they're like, why didn't you take the shot? She's like, well, I didn't think I had a good one. And then they're like, well, when it's your shot, it's your shot. And then that is directly reflected when they are ar- they arrive at a press conference in which Emma is going to be interviewed by the press with her other astronauts. And as she's walking, or before she leaves to walk towards the stage, that's what Matt says to her. He says, it's, it's your shot. You got to take it. Yeah, so I thought that was a nice little, yeah. Yeah. This is a joint venture. China, Russia, India, Great Britain, and the United States are going to be uh, trying to get to the moon. Well, they're going to get to the moon so they can get to Mars. There you go. Uh, Yeah. Mars is described later as a gas station. um, Or, I'm sorry, the base on Luna is described as a gas station. A little pit stop. Yeah. Yeah. The guy from India gets a question about how everyone feels about the mission's official language being in English and their commanders being American. Uh, He makes a couple jokes. He was a test pilot. Apparently, he's crashed some planes. (laughs) That's what test pilots do, yeah. Yeah. He's he's an Air Force pilot. Um, Emma, I guess, was a Navy pilot, so they kind of give each other some guff. Quessy, Dr. Quessy, um, has never been in space before. And someone questions him about that. They're like, you've never been in space. What makes you think you're qualified? Yeah, these, these reporters are asking a lot of like, they're trying to bring these people down. Like they're they're well, searching for dirt. This I mean, is not a feel good piece. This is a, how is this going to fail? How can we, how can we spin this? I don't know. Well, I, 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 they're, they're not softball questions, but I think this scene was designed to show the camaraderie between the astronauts, or at least on the surface, because as soon as he's asked that, Emma says that, you know, he's, one of the world's best botanists. Right. Um, it's it's a good she, way to introduce us to the crew. Yeah. So. Uh, the um, Lou, uh, cosmonaut Lou. I think that's what they call her, cosmonaut Lou. Uh, mm. She is asked. No, no, no. She's not asked. But Emma says like she's one of China's leading chemists. Misha is more space time than anybody. You know, like everyone has their role. Everyone's a specialist. Um it's a, it's a pretty interesting press conference. And then someone asks why humanity should care about Mars and not the social issues that exist on Earth. Great question. And she answers and then, it very, very well. Well, I mean, she gives the most politically correct answer. I don't know if she answered it well. Uh, well how is she, she supposed to answer it? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I've never been prompted that question. But she says that you're right. You know, we should care about the social issues on Earth. But what we should also care about is all the money that's spent on um the military and the fact that the amount of money that we're spending trying to get to Mars is a pith or a pittance compared to the amount of money that all five of these countries spend on defense, quote unquote defense and trying to blow each other off the planet that we're, that we live on is really interesting. And she's right. We cut to Emma and her family eating dinner. Uh, one, uh, Lex, their daughter brings up, a uh, something that a, a reporter asked about the, I guess the, the statistical analysis determines that they have a 50-50 chance. Right. So 50% of chance living. Yeah, 50% chance that they will survive the trip to the moon, then the trip to Mars, being on Mars for however long they're going to be on Mars, then returning to the moon, and then returning to Earth. And uh, Matt and Emma answer the question differently, or they respond differently. Matt's a little bit more positive, but Emma just straight up 
tells her, you know, there is a chance that I could die. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's a ch- yeah. there's a that's a chance that we all take. And then that's something that Emma and Matt talk about because he's playing some piano and she comes up to him and she's like, sorry, I didn't. I just wanted to tell our daughter the truth. And then, yeah, better, better to hear it from me than from, you know, everyone else. But what he says is every day that you leave Earth or every time you've ever launched is the worst day of my life. Because he says that for those five minutes, something could go wrong. Right. And th- and that's a stress that we I don't want our daughter to have. So, you know, yeah. when you're a, when you're when you're parent, when you are a parent, you know, two parents to a child, you know, you both try to do your best, but it's interesting that they both have different perspectives. Matt cannot go into space. He has what's called CCM, which I looked up. Yes, as it was happening. Uh, yeah, cerebral cavernous malformations, mm-hmm. which uh, is a disease that affects a lot of people apparently. Yeah. But only 25% of the people that suffer from it will ever apparently experience any symptoms, or at least that's what I read. And, that, and the people who experience the symptoms are usually people who have it in the brain or in the spinal column. Right. Because, so, yeah, those are pretty bad places to have yeah. bad capillaries. Like, if I was going to have bad capillaries, those would be the last two places I'd want them to be. <laughs> oh, so. Or my thumb. Uh, I mean, I, I yeah. I don't want. I could live without a thumb, but I don't want to live without. No, a thumb. I don't want to live without a thumb. That's all I'm saying. That's what makes uh, us superior to all the animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they talk about it, and then they engage in a romantic interlude. Yep. You know, they're married. Right, there you go. <laughs> uh, you can cut this, but I. I uh... <laughs> then there's a montage of her getting into her spacesuit, uh, intercut between her and her husband, and. I have down here that three years is a long time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so long. It's so long. Yeah. I just, um. <laughs> I I have a hard time with, we've talked about this before. We talked about this in the very first episode of B-roll where the one, I forget the lady's name in 3022, she was going to be gone for 10 years. Yeah. Give or take. Three years is still such a long time to be away from your kid. Like a, a <sighs> How old do you think her daughter is, Alexis? You called her. Did they call her Lex? I didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, her, her. Yeah, yeah. Her, they call her Lex. Her name is Alexis. Yeah. I would assume that she, because she, she can't be by herself, because right. they have to have a, they have to have someone from what's called crew support be there. So I, I, she is under the age of eighteen. I'm running the numbers in my head. She's probably fifteen or sixteen. Probably. Fifteen or sixteen. I was thinking more fourteen, maybe fifteen. Yeah. So let's average it out. Let's say fifteen. You leave and come back. She's 18. The difference yeah. between a 15-year-old and an 18-year-old is is drastic. Those are some pretty big years, too. Like, really, all years are big years. I was going to say, the difference between someone who's 15 and 16 is pretty big. Yeah, no no <laughs> doubt. It's just it's just a huge jump. I mean, you're going to come back, and you're not going to know your kid, you know? Yeah. Not really. I mean, even if you've had constant communication with your faster-than-light communication <laughs> capabilities, whatever, you're not going to be there enough to understand everything, right? There's a difference between a pen pal and a, somebody you see every day. It's just a huge sacrifice for any parent to make. And I get it. That's the stakes of the show. So I'm going to say I'm okay with it. But in reality, like anyone who actually made that decision, mother or father, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me. You know what I mean? It doesn't quite sit right, if that makes sense. That's fair. You decide to have a kid, you're making certain sacrifices for that kid. Oh, you know, and that's well, that's just how it is. I'm sorry. You and I have a different relationship with our our parents. Yeah. 
we we are you and I are not related. Uh, in case anyone is wondering, uh, we are not brothers. Thank God. <laughs> but um, we both have you know our own individual relationships with our own set of parents, and sure, it, it might just be. And I don't want to. I don't want to use the word bias, but it might just be their influence on you. Yeah, it, th- that's a different view. I do not think of it the same way, but it is what it is. So uh, I, I get what you were saying. I don't necessarily agree with what you were saying. Well, yeah, I but I mean, understand. both of our yeah. both of us had parents that were in the military. Yeah. My, you know, and he, he would do several months, or he did it maybe a year once, you know. And those all those those weren't fun. But when he's going to be like, hey, I'm going to miss the summer, you know, or a semester, or even the year, but he still came to visit. I think once halfway through that year. We did a remote or whatever. That's not three years. And even, even though this was the nineties, we still had phones, you know, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't be away from my kid for three years. I just, there's not enough, at least in, especially in this show. So this is where I'm going to detract from it. So in another life, there's this threat, right? There's this giant science fiction threat where this needs to be figured out or everyone could end up dead right including my family so she's making that sacrifice and i really i understand that way more than i understand hillary swank with somebody who's already on the moon who could take her place still deciding to go through the mission i think it's dumb i think it's a bad i think it's the wrong decision no i got you yeah i mean we when, when 3022 came and went we talked about the martian and there's that <laughs> scene talk about the where martian. michael pena spends all that time in space and then turns around and then leaves again, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's he just... loves his he loves his job so much. And it's so important to him and NASA and the space the space community in general. Look, I'm not out here saying that you gotta do everything your job tells you. Uh <laughs> in fact I just no. uh, <laughs> In fact I I am very much saying the opposite of that. But what but in terms of, you know, a a, a plot hook in a way to tell a story, I don't have a problem with it. That's all. Mm, all right. That's all. I, just, in a, I guess. Know. I guess. I just don't find it relatable. Like I get the plot hook. I understand. Oh, the parent has to be away, and I can relate to that. But I. But I, now that I'm older, <laughs> I think ten years ago this would be this. I would be maybe even less than that. I'd feel differently. But now that I'm older, I'm like, no, I. I would not do that. Like I just. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I don't know. But okay. Well, Sorry, we're getting real into the weeds, and we're like five minutes in. So no, that's fine. No, when they tap us to go to Mars, we'll have that choice. So uh, we cut back to Luna someone she's talking to somebody they ask her about the view and then we have a small flashback to the shuttle there was another flashback to the shuttle earlier that i didn't mention where Quessy is in trouble or struggling with something and then uh the director i don't know if it's the director of nasa but it's a director of something comes in and um talks to matt uh and uh she's like you know how concerned should we be about this mission you know there's already been a problem and then he says, well, there's always screw ups on the mission, but we're lucky they got theirs out of the way early, uh, <laughs> which doesn't comfort me in any way uh, at all. No. Darlene is her name. She's concerned. And I think she has every right to be concerned. Um, and then uh, she's like, you know, what do we have a fix for this? And he's like, uh, we got our best people on it. We should know something within the hour. And she says, all great. Right. Then we cut back to Emma in the airlock. And then we have another flashback. And. <laughs> There's a lot of flashbacks in this, which is cool. Yeah, it's a very non-direct way of telling a story. I don't wonder if that's just for the pilot. Hopefully. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, is uh, I, I wonder if there's going to... if the, I don't want to use TNG or Star Trek as a, 
an analog for the science fiction benefits, but or the science fiction aspect of it. But there is an A story and a B story happening in this show. And the other actors are credited, like Matt uh, and Lex, are credited for being in other episodes. So I wonder if they're going to have an A story and a B story. That oh, yeah, the whole the song's the song. Wow. Yeah. The show is called Away. So it's definitely going to have that yeah. similar what's going on on their journey to Mars, on Mars, on the way back, however long this lasts, right. uh, and the story on Earth for sure. Well, what I'm saying is, I, I just, I hope those aren't flashbacks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, hope it's not. I, I hope it moves uh, forward for sure. Yeah. The others are in the kitchen talking about the fire. Misha and Lou are, uh, they don't seem to be hip to Emma. Because when she walks in, everyone kind of gets silent and looks at her a little bit. And she asks where Quessy is. And then uh, my subtitles say retching noises. Hmm. He is, I, I guess his tum-tum's a little upset to zero G or the 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 lessening of the gravitational pull. Because I, I think on Luna, uh, gravity is six times weaker than it is on Earth, right? Oh, I'm not sure the actual ratio, but I know it I, obviously I th- it is weaker. So. Yeah, Jack who is the person that they originally tapped for the mission, is in the kitchen. He's in charge of the, quote, gas station on the moon, unquote. But he was the guy that they passed over to have Emma do it for particular reasons. Uh, We don't know what those reasons are just yet, but they mention it. Emma orders them all to debrief about the situation and to take care of some random tasks. (laughs) Debrief. (laughs) Rom goes in first and he's talking to Darlene and she asks about the incident. And he says, I don't know. I was in the cockpit. It was already fixed by the time I got there, but I have all my, I have all the faith in the world of Emma. And then he recalls that when they did some kind of exercise for them all to be underwater, uh, she held her breath for a full minute longer than anyone else. And when he asked her about it, she told him, that that's how long it would have taken me to rescue the entire crew. So he's uh, he believes in Emma, essentially. And then, speaking of Emma, she's talking to her daughter and someone named Melissa. Melissa is the crew services person who I was referring to earlier. Apparently, Melissa played D1 soccer. And uh, I think the, the quote, she kicked butt there. So I figured she would kick butt at home. Cool. Man, imagine having like a babysitter for three years. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, <sighs> Quessy comes out of the debriefing, I guess right at the same time that Emma's walking past him and they kind of look at each other and he says, I just want you to know, I, you know, I told him the truth that you saved my life. And she's like, all, all they want is the truth. So, you know, cool. And then Misha goes into the debriefing room, I guess, right afterwards. I don't want to say it's a debriefing room. It's a private channel area. And then the Russian guy just says, uh, Emma froze straight up, calls her out. And he says that, and Darlene's like, well, do you think this will impact the ship or the mission? And he says, well, I don't think there will be an issue with the ship. And his memory of the events is that he was in the galley. They found out it was a chemical fire. So he turned on some water, got it soaking in a shirt, put that shirt in a basket, and that Emma didn't move when the fire was passing up past her. And that, um, I guess in space, fire goes up. I don't know if that's true or not. I think the particles were already going up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because it's not just fire. It's a chemical that is on fire floating. It's an acid, yeah. Yeah, and there's probably Um, some sort of airflow pushing air gently that way. So Lou is telling the story that it was her idea to get the water because she's a chemist. Yeah, she Uh, knew what to do. She knew that in chemical fires, you know, it's it's best to get them, you know, I guess, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I guess her, what she says is, is a chemical fire, so I knew we needed a lot of water. And so what they do is they soak something, it's a piece of fabric in water, put it in a basket, 
when the fireballs, that's what they literally are, are fireballs. Yeah, yeah. Are passing Emma. They are going up. And so they are like standing over it with like this basket that catches all of them. And then they zip it close, I guess, to deprive it of whatever oxygen it may need. And then she says, uh, Emma didn't know how to put the fire out. Uh, but yeah. I, I guess it wasn't a fire until Emma did something. And then it became a fire. So uh, right, Darlene right. is meeting. Uh, we Well, we cut back to Earth. Darlene is meeting with someone who says that Russia and China want Darlene to replace Emma immediately. He's like, you know, we got Jack up there. Yeah. And Darlene says, you know, Jack, uh, you know, we picked Emma for a reason. She's out on replacing Emma. And I, I, I think she has every right to say no. They're less than 24 hours from launch. Yeah. Sure, that other astronaut is already there on the, on, you know, on Luna. But um, you can't like, just change a mission profile like that within yeah, twenty four hours, right? It's a pretty big, it's a big deal. Obviously, you can because they have that person <laughs> there. But they did talk about how the crew have been training together for a couple of years for this too. Yeah. So the whole dynamic's going to adjust. Yeah. George I don't know. Lane, I think, is what his name was. He is Brian Markinson. I don't know if uh, you recognized him, but he was in an episode yeah. of uh, Star Trek TNG. No, I didn't recognize him from that, but I did recognize him. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. He was, uh, do you remember that one? <laughs> he was in the seventh season, which uh, if anyone who has seen as many episodes of TNG as I have can tell you that the seventh season is when the show really started to go off the rails. Um, <laughs> I think they just started experimenting. They're like, hey, man, I got an idea for an episode. Well, hey! they knew it was their last one. So they're just like, let's do this. Put it on the table. Let's get it in the writer's room. Uh, but he, uh, this is when Worf hangs out with his bro. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, which... No, Which like brother? Because he has sorry, two his, different brothers, right? Because he has a Klingon brother, brother and his human brother. His hum, Paul Sorvino from yeah, yeah, Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Brian Markison is uh, the alien who uh, chose suicide rather than go back and hang out with his people. Uh, good episode. Good episode. Where are we? Where are we? Oh, yeah. Matt walks in and says, hey, we figured out the fix for the situation. We're uploading the information over to Misha and we'll have it done within the hour. And then Darlene says, great. And then um, she tells him that he needs to go home because she needs him because he's been up for 24 hours straight and he needs to be ready for tomorrow. And he leans in and says, I need you to nip this in the bud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Just yeah. threaten your boss. That works out for yeah. everyone, right? Well, I think he has some sway, but yeah. <laughs> well, he's also sweating. Like he's very sweaty. Uh, and then when he leaves the room, he kind of like stops and props himself up on the wall for a second. So we get the the first real sign that there's some something's going on with this guy that may not just be the fact that his wife is going to be going to mars right right emma's talking to putney again this is where i found out that he must be the psych evaluation person matt and uh lex are in the kitchen he's trying to make something to eat she's talking about what picture she's going to post on uh the gram for the mars launch party <laughs> uh yeah which, which is what I meant where I said this girl is clearly a, a late teenager. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Matt collapses. He says something to her, puts his hand on something, his legs buckle, and he falls on the ground. Yeah. Scary. Uh, <laughs> very scary. I mean, from both, like, it's got to be, I mean, I mean, he, we find out he has, he's had a stroke, but I mean, I could not imagine having to react to that, especially with my, you know, my father. Yeah. And that, at that age. Sure. So, Emma... Rolls up on the rest of the crew. They're getting suited up, and uh, she notices that Jack is wearing his spacesuit. That's kind of strange. Misha's like, uh, you know, we just wanted to get him uh, out there so he could be on the ship and hang out for a little bit. 
And um, before Emma could really... Well, he's going to help, too, right? They yeah. didn't just say he's going to come chill. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, it, it, it wasn't their decision to make. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that uh, was them challenging a little bit. I can give you yeah. that. Emma's... Like she, I don't know if she's going to say anything. I don't think she really had a problem with it. But then someone calls her, and it's Melissa. And then she's like, Matt had an event. Having <laughs> your quotation marks, event. You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they think it's a stroke. Uh, she's talking to she's talking to her on the phone. He was conscious when the EMTs arrived. So Emma is, you know, she's positive about that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But then she rattles off a series of things that she needs. She's like, I need a video link with Lex. I want to talk to Matt's doctors and get me the private number to the head of vascular neurology at Baylor. Yeah. Very specific. Uh, well, they probably yeah. knew. They probably they knew he had that. They probably looked up whatever doctors. I think, I don't know if we know yet, but we, we find out that his father also had it. We don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. But sorry. Never so, mind. We don't know anything. We've already spoiled everything. So <laughs> the we cut to someone sleeping in a bed. A phone rings. It's Emma. She calls him Dr. Madigan. She explains to him what happens. She's like, there will be a car outside to meet you in like 10 minutes or something like that. Um, and he's he's trying to get his bearings because, you know, she woke him up. He's asleep. She's like, I'm on, you know, the moon. I'm at the, the lunar base uh, one, I think it is. Yeah, whatever she calls it. She says, my husband is going to be in the ER. Um, you know, uh, he got CCM with multiple lesions. I need you to, you know, go fix him. And yeah. He, he agrees, you know. I mean, what were the what were the odds of him just going like, oh, that was a weird prank call, and going back to bed? <laughs> well, <laughs> when the suited when the suited National Aeronautics and Safety Administration uh, come to his door, he won't think it's much of a prank. Safety? Call. Did you say safety? Did I say safety? Is that you not said, what it is? You, no. You uh, said when safety. the when the suited National Aeronautics and Space Agency, oh man, you know, is it agency? Come to, I think so. Administration? I probably got it wrong. I don't know anything about NASA. Apparently. So. National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Administration. Yeah. Whenever whenever the feds come to get it, he'll yes. know it's he'll... not a prank call. So where is Baylor compared to Houston? Waco. Yeah. So how far is Waco from Houston? Uh, how fast are you driving? On the uh, highway, it's two hours and 45 minutes. But, I mean, who knows? Like, who's to say that he didn't... These people didn't fly in on a plane you know, or a helicopter Maybe. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. three hours away? Yeah. It's plenty of time. Okay. All right. And then while she's talking to this guy, she hangs up and she talks to Lexi. And she's like, I need you to hold it together, you know. Um, Lexi asks if she's coming home. and uh, Great question. Eva's like, I don't, I don't know, you know. Which is, it's a good point. I don't. I don't debase Emma for her decision ultimately at the end of this episode or the way she tries to explain it here. But yeah, no, it's a great question. And then she tells Lexi to hold the phone really close to Matt so she can talk to him. She says some stuff to him. Mm. Very encouraging. Then she plays some piano music. The nurses and doctors come and take Matt away. And then um, we get the rest of the crew because we have cut back to the rest of the crew talking about the mission. Uh, Lou and Misha still don't think Emma's ready for command. Um, and the guy that was already there, Jack, is like, well, you know, I trained for this mission. And then Quessy uh, opens his mouth and he says the dumbest thing he could possibly say at this moment, which is, let's have some empathy. Her husband just had a stroke, which yeah. is, is just a, um, which is, I don't, you don't know anything about baseball, I'm sure, but this is a wow. okay. like 60 mile an hour 
fastball right in the middle of the batter bot, like right in the middle of the strike zone for Misha because he cocks back and just knocks this one out of the park and says, well, she needs to go home and take care of her husband. Like, yeah, of course he was going to say that. It's teed up for him pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he says that right as Emma descends the ladder. Yep. And she's like, nah, uh, go do what I say. <laughs> well, she doesn't say that. She tells them that they need to go do some stuff. And that's when Nisha says, well, I'll make a report to Houston. And then she says, no, I'll make the report to Houston. Uh, and she gets suited up and goes outside in a spacesuit. I guess you can just take space walks whenever you want. Did she get suited up? Yeah, she's outside in a spacesuit. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just another jump. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Now Emma's talking to Darlene. She tells Darlene, you know, if Matt doesn't make it through surgery, I'm coming home. And Darlene says, no, no astronaut has ever quit a mission. You'd be spitting in the face of every woman. And then I don't think she gets many words out afterwards because Emma then says, you're going to come at me with that feminist BS, you know, uh, which. Yeah, straight you know, up. What's what's more feminist than saying no I get to choose when and where I want my career. Exactly. To start and end. I thought that, uh, what was her name? Darlene? Darlene. Darlene. She's way out of line. She says, if my husband's procedure doesn't go well, I'm coming home. I'm not, I'm, I'm backing out of this. And she tries to argue for her to like, have some sympathy. Uh, oh man. It's just, I think she's sympathetic. No, think, she's not. No, she, I, I would, I would disagree with you highly that she's not sympathetic. Uh, I think she's just, She's the director of NASA or what, like whatever her position whatever. is. That's um, no, you're, dude, that's the opposite of sympathy. When you put your job and your position in society above the needs of someone else, that's that she's it's, not, she's no sympathy that she's being selfish about the whole thing. I don't think she's putting, I don't think it's her. I don't think she's putting anything for her above Emma. I think she's, I think what she's trying to do is not necessarily convince Emma, but like make her understand that, this mission is more than the sum of its parts. I'm sorry. What's more important, her going to Mars or her kid not having any parents for the next uh, three or four if years? She, if she goes to Mars and discovers that there's water there, that you can have... Someone else would have discovered it. I, I'm just saying. That's perfectly fine. That's what I'm saying is that anyone else could but, do... Not anyone else, but they but have what if someone something else goes to wrong? do it. What if something goes wrong? That's on not mission? even. That's not a. That's not it. That's look. Who cares? If we're gonna play. If we're gonna play with what ifs, you have to play with all of them. No, but that's all. But that's all it is. That's all the scenario is. Is a what if she says if something goes wrong with yeah. the surgery, I'm coming home, and she tries to tell her not to do that, which is completely ridiculous. Tell a parent that no, if your partner ends up unable to care for or, uh, you know or unfortunately dies and your kid is left being cared for by other people of extended family sure. or strangers. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. Go do this other thing. That's just, eh. we talk about having no empathy. There's no empathy there. She's not, she's not even trying to pretend that she sees and understands why she would want to come home at that point. I, mm. I don't, I thought it was a bit much. Well, uh, I, I, I hate to be that guy, but I will be that guy for the Man. sake of being that guy. I really uh, wish she would do it for a good reason. Sympathy, the fe feelings of pity or sorrow for someone else's misfortune, understanding between people, common feeling, empathy yeah. is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. And she has neither of those things. She, uh, I, I, I disagree. I think she's very sympathetic and empathetic to Emma in the context of what Emma is going through. She just disagrees with Emma's 
possible decision-making, which I think she has every right to do as a person who's in charge of not the most loud. important. Not allowed. Not How allowed. else are you going to express it? You no, going to send you an email? You shouldn't. Text? You shouldn't. You going to fox it her? Was, you shouldn't. <laughs> fox? What? Facts? Oh, that was a, that was a Men in Tights reference. Sorry. Oh, um, I don't know. No, no I, I think you she's don't. doing you don't. she's doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing no, she, as not. as the person that she is. No, because as soon as her husband is in in a in a bad in a worse position, where is her mental state going to be? Right. So so this the Darlene, Dorlene, I'm sorry. Dar, Darlene. Darlene. I'll never yeah. remember her name. That's that's fair. It she's she's saying no i would rather you be emotionally compromised and not see your kid for the next three years uh and not have not be there when they bury your husband that's what she's saying i it is bs that's complete crap why would you that's that and you're telling me that that's showing sympathy no you just did you just said that you were no 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 i and we rewind the tape we we can and you can hear exactly what I said. I am saying that I'm sure that she is sympathetic and empathetic to how Emma feels, but she does not express it. So how do you? Why are you just? You're just this conjecture. You have no nothing. You're just saying, oh well, she's another person. So obviously she feels sympathy for no, this no, other no. person. No, she she doesn't agree with how Emma. She doesn't agree with her decision making. That has nothing to do with her. Feelings. So she doesn't agree with her decision making. So she wants her to stay in a position where she makes decisions for other people's yes. lives. She's yes. dumb. <laughs> like, I, it, it, she's she's wrong, and she's not thinking it through. I I feel like that would that conversation would happen ten out of ten times. No, I don't. Exactly. I, don't I, think, I think, so. think it would. I think it would play out exactly the same way in real life, much less as a television show. I or disagree. Or in a book. I disagree very hard. There's okay. There's. The Darlene's the character is just a complete the the amount of uh, I don't even I don't know if I have so, the words to describe how upset I would be with her in that position. Can we talk about the Martian again? I mean, I can't stop you. Do you agree with Jeff Daniels' decisions through the entirety of that movie? I don't know. You don't know, or are you just I saying I don't? I and then the word I do no. not know. Okay, because I remember, don't. Do you remember I who saw he is? the movie once in the theater. I cannot. He's the remember. guy. He's the guy who decides not to tell the crew sure. that Matt Damon is alive. He's also the guy who doesn't want them I mean, to I go know who back Jeff for Daniels Matt is. Damon. I just don't remember what instance you're That's talking fair. about. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah. So, do you agree with those decisions? With him to not say? To, well, for him to not tell the crew that Matt Damon is alive. And then him not wanting to go back to Mars to get him. I don't remember enough about that issue. Okay. Or that, but, I so, mean, I, about the whole thing. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to. I take fair. it back. I take it back. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you're totally within your rights to feel like Darlene is a piece of crap human being. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. You what are. I'm saying You've been is, arguing against no, me for the sake of argument. No, I just think that that's exactly how that was supposed to play out, and I think that's how exactly how it how would it, play how, out. I don't think it's in how it real would. life. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I think the so. The mission is the mission. As soon as the the commander of the mission is 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 mentally and emotionally compromised, the whole mission is screwed. So no, if I was in her her position, I would be encouraging her to step down and let someone else take well, it. Well. The reason why they don't encourage her to do that, because apparently this other guy, Jack, is incapable of doing the mission, which is the reason why they chose Emma over him. So, Which is why you even have him as the backup if you don't have, if you have zero trust. Because there's no one else, I guess. 
It's the most important mission in the history of Earth. Sure. You well, want your best people. Space, space travel, yeah. You I, want your best people for the job, even if they are emotionally compromised. No, because as soon as they're emotionally compromised, they're suddenly not the best people for the job. Then why you have send, new information. Then why send a parent at all? And that's a great question, and it's how I kind of started <laughs> this whole thing off with. <laughs> It's all right. We Is can it be not? two sides of the coin. We can be two sides of the coin. And no, I don't because I actually don't know what your stance is. All you've said is I feel differently, and you haven't actually said anything. I don't which, know what your which, position is, which, except for somehow part? she said somehow she expressed sympathy and empathy. I don't see it, and you're like, well, I just feel differently about parents leaving their kids, but you Look, didn't man. go any any deeper into it. Like, how long is too long? Well, we want to talk about my psychological profile with my parents. No, just in general. Uh, like, I'm not talking any, about you personally. I'm thinking yeah. anytime is anytime is fine. <laughs> anytime is fine. Just, just, just going to take off for 10 years and that's not a big deal. Look, man, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to no, do. No, I'm not saying that's what you got to do. But so in, in a lot of these scenarios, it's something they choose. It's a career she chose. Yeah. She's choosing yeah. to do this. Look, it's if not you something are, she has to do. If you are putting your career... Over your child. You're wrong already. Like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, if you decide to be an astronaut and you have children, you are already in a position where you can't really, like, you can't, like, I'm sorry, you can't defend that. You Um, can't. I think that, I think there's a difference between being an astronaut and then going on a three-year mission. You could die. You could explode on the pad. Yeah. You, but how often you could die in, you could, you could die in training. You could. There's some risk there, but that's different than the risk. Well, you could have a heart attack just, just uh, taking no, no, a you, crap. That's completely you, different. You I, could have a heart attack on the flight simulator. Well, not. I'm just anyway, saying. I'm, there's lots of things and lots of dangerous jobs that aren't astronauts, right? That parents do because they want to or they have to. I mean, anything in labor has an inherent amount of risk, right? You know, just for different blue collar or what have you. We are we yeah. talked about the military already, but there's a difference between doing those things because you really like it and you understand the risk and you're and you know where you're at and you're and you're doing you know you're doing whatever you're supposed to do and saying, yeah, I want to volunteer for this three year mission. Yeah, there's a difference. I'm just saying there's a difference. Okay, and I agree that there's a difference. But if you choose to go into space voluntarily, I don't think it really matters. You're saying there's no difference between that and the being completely. Remove from your your child's life for three years versus, yeah, I'm going to be in space for, I don't know how long they're in space, man. A month or two, maybe? Or if they're just on one of the quick up and downs? I think there's probably different different things. No, I don't. I don't think there's a difference. I think if you choose to well, voluntarily I think leave you're your a, child I've, for whatever reason... That's your whatever reason. You're so if I uh, so if you you have kids and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go for work. I'm gonna go uh, for a week to two cities over to help something, do something or whatever. That's that's just as bad as leaving for Mars for three years. Yeah. Oh well, you're broken. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I think now you're just trying to argue no, with me. And I'm, no, no, I'm no. I, I was I, I was trolling you on that one. No. Well All I'm saying it. is is if you choose to go into space voluntarily. You've already made that decision, so it doesn't matter how long you're going to be gone. For the same reason why if you voluntarily ch- mm. choose to leave your children so you can go serve whatever military that you deem necessary that you want to join in in a potential combat zone, you've already made the choice, so it doesn't matter how long you're gone. Any life-threatening job that could potentially take you away from your children, if you continue to if you choose to continue to do it, I'm not saying you've lost the right to make that decision as a parent. All I'm saying is the amount of time no longer matters, in my opinion. When my dad it, would... I think it's a huge difference. When my dad left to go to the Philippines, 
to hang out on whatever ship he was hanging out on, you know, Just hanging out in the Pacific, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever he was doing. Sure, sure, sure. There, w- there wasn't a combat zone, but something could have happened while he was gone, whether he was gone for six months, whether he was gone for a year, whether he was gone for two years. He's still gone. I think we're talking about, you're, so you're saying that they're still putting themselves at risk, so it doesn't matter how much risk they're putting themselves in. Yes. I wasn't talking about the risk. I was talking about just being gone. Yeah. Just being absent is completely... Because, okay, let's just take it out of the realm of kind of dangerous or inherently dangerous jobs. Because then we could get into a huge conversation about how a lot of people who are in dangerous jobs or unsafe jobs, or less safe, I should say, don't have a choice, right? Mm -hmm. Which, obviously, being an astronaut is something you definitely choose to do. Uh, No one is making you do that it's not like well i guess i'll try astronaut i've tried everything else or you're uh, scripted <laughs> <laughs> yeah how, uh, how 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 many things you have to fail at to be being an astronaut is the one thing you can be well considering you already have to have a doctorate yeah. or a, uh, a master's <laughs> in some other you have to be successful in some other field right. uh, i think just wow you get to fail up in a way that i don't think is possible <laughs> <laughs> no, but like a, a somebody who's just just let's talk white collar works in an office, but travels a lot. So he'll be gone for three, four weeks, come back for a weekend, maybe a week, and then gone again for another month. You know that type of pattern. I say that's just as bad. That's maybe even worse. That's what I, I, I. That's more. I think that's a better correlation for the point I'm trying to make is that I don't know. You're gonna leave the one girl in thirty twenty two is gonna leave an eight year old and come back to an adult, and that's just too much. And the it's longer true. you're gone, the more risk you're putting yourself in. So a quick mm-hmm. jaunt to the moon in this context versus three years to Earth uh, to Mars and back is very is is very different. It's a different amount of risk, especially because they're going to Mars for the first time. So there's going to be risks they come across that no one else has before. So there's there's different ways of looking at it. But okay, I get what you're saying. I just like I said, I just once you've once you've made the choice, I just feel like the amount of time doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, for the I think kid, I'd rather you be there. For the kid, yes. Well, for yeah. The parent, Who do you yeah. think I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about the freaking kids, man. Yeah, but they're not the main characters. So oh, that's yeah. All right. Well, we'll never talk about non-main characters again. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah. So uh, back to what we were talking about originally. Uh, Emma hangs up by on Darlene. We have a flashback of another Emma. one. Coming home with with Matt revealing to her that the p- tests for CCM came back positive, that he had whatever his dad had, or he has whatever his dad has. And then I think Emma mentions that he didn't notice any of the uh, symptoms until he was well into his 70s, right. which is a long time because Matt appears to be in his you know early 40s. You know, they have a teenage daughter. Yeah, he's I in can his only 30s, assume. early 40s, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't even say 30s. I You think he's in his mid to early 40s. But you think yeah. so? Okay. Yeah. And I think I think NASA's totally correct. You know, I, I think that's how it would play out in real life, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we flash back to the future. Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> let me do that one again. I don't want to get copyright struck. Um, we flash back to the present. There is a meeting with all sorts of important people speaking various languages, Chinese and Russian. I guess the Russian... And Chinese, I don't want to say ambassador, but whatever position they hold within their respective space agencies, both tell this guy that they want Emma replaced. Yep. And he, while they're explaining this to him, Darlene comes in and says, I need to talk to you real quick. And then George, that's his name, George, says, "Um, you know, we're we're not going to replace, you know, Emma, Captain, you know, Emma Green or Commander Green, whatever. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to replace her on this mission. And then Darlene leans in even closer and says, I need to talk to you. 
now. Now. <laughs> uh, and she tells George exactly what Emma told her. And he's like, I want her talking to Putney right now. Uh, and don't tell anyone that, you know, you told me this. Don't tell anyone else. She needs to talk to Putney and she needs to get back on mission. Yep. And that's what we get. Emma talking to Putney. Putney asks her a very simple, very direct question. What do you want? And she says she doesn't know what she wants. She explains to him what happened on the shuttle. They were 10 hours from touching down on Luna. She was hanging out. There was an alert. There's a chemical link. A chemical link. There was a chemical leak. Uh, she climbs into a very, 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 very long vertical Jeffries tube. And she goes up, comes out of that Jeffries tube. Quessy is about to take a panel off. Like he's, you can hear him removing the panel. She says no. He gets sprayed with some kind of acid. Chemicals. She gets chemical. I don't think it was acid. No, I think she, that Lou earlier says that it was an acid. Oh, does okay, okay. I messed so with that. Well, I think it is a chemical, but I think they they determined later on it's acid. But well, she might have said chemical, is a chemical here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah, she might have said. Well, because they keep calling not. it a chemical leak because that's what was that was what yeah. what's on the alarm. Yeah. Or maybe she doesn't say that, and that's just what I'm inserting. I, into I have the questions narration. about this spaceship. Whenever you okay. get to the end of this scene, don't <laughs> let me forget. She climbs him out. She, you know, she's like, she walks up to him. She's like, I'm touching your arm. I'm getting you out of whatever this is. Lou and Misha are at the top of this kind of vertical space. Lou's like, we need to get water. And Emma looks down and she says like, I heard Lou say that it needed water. And she takes off her shirt and like is holding it kind of horizontally and just like pushes herself down towards the fire. But apparently her sweat caused a chemical reaction, which ignites the actual fire itself. And then Lou and Misha, you know, do what they actually say they do. They do put the fire out. Right. Uh, yeah. And then she blames herself for escalating the problem. And Putney's like, how? She's like, well, you know, I, I caused a fire. And Putney's like, look, what I see is someone who put themselves in front of the danger to protect the crew. And I, I have here in big, bold letters. He doesn't say this, but like a commander should. Yeah. You mean she's, she's worth like, her captaincy? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah. She's doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing. And then she says, I couldn't fix it. And then Putney states flatly, you couldn't fix your mother's cancer and you can't fix Matt's CCM. You know, you're a human. Uh, and that's the end of the scene. What did, what did you say? You said you had a problem with the shuttle design, I'm guessing? Well, yeah. So is this the same spaceship they're taking all the way to Mars? I don't think so. Then why does it have but so I, much room on it? I don't know. It's got so much space. It's ridiculous. Maybe they're hanging out. Like maybe how it's far the away is the moon? It's the supply ship. Maybe I just because we sent people to the moon in a little capsule that sure, you could sure, barely. Sure. And why do they need more room than that? Two hundred and thirty-eight thousand nine hundred. Yeah, miles. but how much time does it take to get there? Is uh, I don't know. How long does it take to get from the Earth to the moon? About three days. Hmm. I'm guessing the I'm literally guessing the reason why they're the ship or platform or whatever they're on is so big because I think it just has all their supplies for the mission. You know what I mean? Like because you, sure. I, I don't know, I don't know when the shuttle that was built on the on Luna built. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it, it, the guy's been there for mining supplies or mining fuel and oxygen or whatever. So maybe all the supplies they've just done several supply missions and they're just. NASA was like, we're going to send a supply mission. We might as well send the astronauts with it, too. Well, it makes sense. They come with stuff. It just feel like there's not, because I don't see a lot of supplies. It looks like they have an area to just, like, hang out. You know what yep. I mean? And so it was just, yep. it was very, I was like, why? I mean, I get that they needed that layout for that that event to occur. They could have had a different event. I don't know. Um, it might be the same shuttle. 
I don't I don't really think it is because I seem to remember I thought we had a there is an exterior, exterior shot yeah. but it's like it's very quick and it almost looks like a satellite yeah exactly yeah 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 I don't know so or, or well maybe maybe the shuttle was just in tow or like it was just part of whatever they were on and then they deployed down you know I mean, maybe but it, it doesn't make I mean if you're gonna launch from the moon which sounds like a decent idea why would you launch the shuttle from Earth to the moon? It just seems like you would have two different vehicles yeah. at that point. But okay, yeah. all right. I don't know if it, I don't I don't know if plot hole or continuity error is the correct phrase, mm. but it is definitely a question that I did. I, I also had. Okay, I was so like, it wasn't wait just a minute. Me. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait a minute. That didn't look anything like the shuttle. So we cut to Lexi or Lex. I don't know if it's actually Lexi. But I'm going to say Lexi. It's Alexis. I would and they yeah. call her Lex. I wouldn't call her Lexi. Uh, Lex and Melissa are in the waiting room. Uh, Lex asks Melissa why she didn't become an astronaut. And then Melissa says, well, it's complicated. And then Lex does something very, uh, very deft, (laughs) which is something that um, all grownups should realize that kids aren't stupid. They are stupid. They're very dumb, but they're very, they're smart at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. um, They have poor decision-making skills. Yeah, but they're not stupid. Uh, I guess what they lack in wisdom, <laughs> <laughs> they make up their uh, intelligence. Yeah, yeah, their charisma modifiers off the charts. Um, Lex asks, or I think she says, you know, whenever I asked my mom, she said it's complicated. It means Why, that, like, yeah, yeah, it means like you didn't want to, you didn't want to tell me the answer to the question. I think that's what you is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah. So before Melissa can say anything else, Matt is out of surgery. He comes back. Um, Dr. Madigan uh, is like, yo, I'm a beast. I'm good at the doctory thing. We removed the lesion. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, he kind of says it. Uh, but um, he's a little, and then Lex asks, can I talk to him? And he says, well, he's a little woozy, but you can try. Emma calls, or they call Emma on the quote unquote sat phone, which looks mysteriously like a like a Galaxy Note 4. Kind of looks like it. <laughs> but you know, Galaxy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Then Lex asks Emma, she's like, are you coming home? And Emma says, yes, I am. And then Lex asks, well, can they fly the mission without you? To which Emma doesn't really answer because Matt tries to take off his little oxygen mask. Which I guess, you know, social distancing, I guess Corona doesn't affect them. Right, right, right. And then uh, he whispers, he's trying to talk, but he can't, you know, I, I think he's articulating what he's trying to say, but he can't produce the right. the volume required. So he's whispering into Lex's ear. He says, I miss you. I love you, but you need to do your job, <laughs> which is what I was trying to say the entire time with Darlene. It's not necessarily that they're not sympathetic or empathetic to their situation, but this is her job. Yeah. Maybe Darlene didn't have the pull necessary to make that choice, which is very fair. Yeah. You know, just, just because you're someone's boss doesn't mean you're their, their emotional or um, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, moral compass you know you don't like you don't get to make that decision that's not up to you right Uh, Right. which i think is what you were trying to say (laughs) yeah it's not her place right which i agree yes in hindsight yes i agree with you uh but then it's we get very emotional both matt and lex tell emma that she needs to go she needs to be who she needs to be and emma says okay and then uh looks at the shuttle we cut to lou and misha What's up? Just okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's what she says. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. Uh, Lou and Misha are picking some stuff up. Quessie and Ram are talking about things that they're going to miss. Because I guess they're bringing stuff specifically in. Uh, Misha is packing puppets, 
which are toys that his that he, he either made for his grandchildren or that his grandchildren made him. I'm not sure. I think he uses them to entertain the grandchildren. Yeah. I th- yeah. yeah. I don't know. Lou gets a ring and she's holding it up. And she says something about in, in Chinese mythology, women hold up half the sky. Misha, this is, I don't know how important this is, but it was worth mentioning. But he asks, is that from your husband? And then she just doesn't reply at first and then says, from a friend. So Yeah, so I read her character description on Wikipedia, so I got a little spoilers on that one. Oh, okay. The, um, one, line, I, the one line description was like, oh, okay, way to give away all that. Thanks. Okay, yeah. Maybe there's some marital issues. Who knows? Kwesi is going to be packing his Torah. Uh, so, yeah, he's Jewish. Cool. Uh, Did not see that and, coming. And Rom mentions uh, he's going to miss women. And then that is something that Misha also mentions that he's going to miss. Then they round the corner. Emma's getting suited and booted again. And then she's like, uh, I want you guys to, you know, do some stuff. And then she stops kind of Misha and Lou a little bit. And she says, look, I know you don't trust me. We got to do this together. Blah, 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 blah. Misha says, you're right. We don't trust you. Uh, and then she says, well, you better learn how. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> We're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, then they're like, oh, by the way, uh, they wanted you to say a couple words before we left. And then she's like, a couple words to who? The, wor- the world. Okay. Fair enough. She actually does a pretty good job. I think her speech is pretty good. I think it was really good. She mentions, um, she's like, you know, we got to think about all the people who sacrificed for us. Um, and who couldn't be here we get a lot of shots of matt and lex and a lot of shots of people at nasa because it's one thing that i think i i don't think it gets undersold because whenever there's a movie about space we're always in houston right 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 but it's not just the astronauts out there well i mean the astronauts are out there but you know a lot of the stuff that they don't have to worry about gets done on earth you know yeah so we get we get a lot of shots of those people then we see the shuttle launch everyone around the world is watching a lot of people like seems like too many <laughs> well it's, it's i mean five of the i don't want to say most important but like four, no no like, i get it i just think yeah. that and i think that everyone that many people should be watching but i don't think that many people would be watching my faith yep. in humanity doesn't allow that many people <laughs> to be watching that we cut to the cockpit uh, there's rumbling and then the rumbling stops and then there's credits. Yeah. That's the end of the episode. So after that lengthy plot breakdown and, and several asides, yes. And uh, probably a far too long discussion over uh, <laughs> over people's uh, stances on certain things. Did you like this show? I did. I actually think I'm going to watch another episode. Okay. Let's see what's up. Don't know if I'll do that right away. I've got a few other things, but yeah, I'm it's definitely as a pilot, it did everything I wanted it to do. I just really hope it doesn't rely on that flashback uh, device. Is it a storytelling device uh, to continuously that this was just for the pilot and we can move yeah. forward? But I have a feeling it doesn't. I have a feeling it or a feeling it does. So yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. Uh, I have to agree. I think I said at the beginning that I liked it, and I think I'm going to say at the end that I liked it. I see the. Com- the clear comparisons to another life yeah. in the way that it tells its story, the story itself and the, the characters, the main conflict di- with, I think it's yeah. different enough. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. I should say so, that I, I in no way felt that this was derivative um, or copying it in some way, duplicating it. It's just, I think that the, the character conflicts of that there are our two main characters have between the two shows are similar but also i think that's rooted in real life enough that they're not they're definitely not copying one another so i didn't mean to give that impression if i did 
Oh, I didn't take it that way. I'm going to ask you a question. It's going to be controversial. Oh, shoot. Do you think it's weird that we had two Netflix originals seemingly in a row? I think within a year of each other, right? Both right. One came out in 2019 and one came out in 2020. I think another one just got a second season, right? Another yeah, Life yeah. just got its second season. Is it strange that they're both shows about mothers and wives going into space for an extended amount of time? No, I don't think so. I think that, uh, as we've talked about before, the things that get greenlit are the things that test well, and this yeah. this happened to test well. Well, I, well, when I say that it's strange, I don't. I didn't mean it in like a negative way. Like I'm not out here trying to imply that. Well, so in another life started production in 2018. Yeah, this started production. Oh wow, in also 2018, June and April. I don't know. There's that old joke about Netflix Armaged- Armageddon and. And uh, Deep Impact is that? The yeah, yeah. Well, made? no, I was thinking more. Uh, I was I was thinking about the joke where you know Netflix just approves whatever. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't trying to like. This isn't like me saying that you know like some weird feminist conspiracy. Like I wasn't trying to say that at all. I just no. I thought it was interesting that there would be two shows similar enough. Is there a demographic that's big enough out there that wants stories like this? Like we watched both of them. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the whole thing about, you know, half of the people that consume media are female, right? More. So yeah. obviously there's time to tell, or obviously there's a market, a demographic to tell a story like this. I just I just thought it was really strange that in back-to-back years, there would be a show that would be so similar in concept that they would that they would make both. That's all. That's all I meant. Yeah. No, sure. I've, what I find interesting is that they're the list. How long the list of executive producers is for this show? <laughs> it's a bit much. Oh, is it? Well, I think Hillary Swank's on that list as well. So who knows? Wow. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, Matt Reeves is on this. <sighs> I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. He's he's the director of Cloverfield. You can say what you want, man, but Cloverfield, most people really liked that movie. So I know you have a dissenting opinion because no. you felt like the last five minutes ruined the whole thing, and that's okay. I liked Cloverfield. Except for the last five minutes. I just don't understand how a gigantic monster can sneak up on people. Because there was a giant explosion and they were deaf. Sure. There you go. <laughs> Done. Why didn't, it blow out the, why didn't it blow out the microphone on the video camera then? Hmm? Hmm? Uh, this also, is what you're going to get upset about, but you're just going <laughs> to ignore me when I talk about faster than light communication. Look, man, my, my suspension has been disbelieved. He also was the writer of Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, or a co-writer, at least. So he's back in business, baby. Wait, what? Uh, this guy. Oh, Under Matt, Siege Matt 2, Dark Territory. There was a yeah. second one? Oh, yeah. I think the second one's actually better than the first. <laughs> How? It doesn't, have Tom, it doesn't have Tommy Lee Jones in it. Oh my gosh! But it does have a young Kate, 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 Katie Siegel, Seagal, Katie Siegel, Heigl, Catherine Heigl. That's her name. I was like, what? Yeah. Are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Morris, Morris Chestnut. Yeah. No, no. I think the second one's actually probably better than the first. I don't think it. Yeah. Guess who's never well. going to find out? This guy. <laughs> all right, man. All right, you you want to roll us out? We just want to. Say thanks for everyone out there who's listening, listened, or will listen. Thanks in advance. If you liked what you heard, hit us up on our various social media spots. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as twitter.com backslash B underscore roll podcast. Uh, we are on Instagram as sci-fi wise guys. And we are on Facebook, the B-roll podcast Facebook group. You can also email us at sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com. 
We also have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash B underscore roll. You do decide to become patrons, which we would definitely appreciate. That'd be super cash money of you. You know, I understand that it's difficult in 2020 to be spending your hard-earned money, especially if I don't think we're getting that second stimulus check. So yeah, uh, that was fun. A roller coaster uh, of emotions that was. I'm just gonna keep my I'm gonna keep my teeth together on that one. Yeah, but even if you can't, we understand. But if you do decide to become patrons, you get access to special behind-the-scenes content. You get to hear more of Anthony and I arguing, probably over various unimportant. We don't argue that. Topics. I keep all of our arguments front and center. <laughs> I need everyone to know how much of an idiot you are. No, 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 no. That's fair. I am an idiot. <laughs> But yeah, you also get access to episodes early. I don't have anything else really. I think you I think you got it. Just remember to, you know, follow, subscribe, give us that five star review, share us with your friends, and then share us with your enemies. Yeah. Cause they deserve it. <laughs> All right. I want to thank everyone for listening out there. We appreciate it. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. Twenty twenty is a rough year, but just know that you are loved by the community and the hosts of this podcast. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye. I am, I'm quarantined right now. Uh-oh. I quarant. well, I just drove across three states and stopped at several <laughs> different convenience stores. And, uh, <laughs> even with wearing masks and using hand sanitizer when I get back into the truck, uh, I'm just, I'm going to chill at home for a couple of weeks. I That's ordered great. two weeks worth of groceries, had it delivered, you know what I mean? So. Gotcha. Yeah. It's huh? purely, uh, what do you call it? I think it's be okay. proactive. I think what you're doing is called being responsible. <laughs> being responsible. <laughs> yes. Yes.